What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Zero Chance Podcast. This is it's a very Phelps. special episode here. It's insane. The, I, I, um, I, I don't often say ridiculous, outlandish comments. I do all the time. Um, this is already my favorite podcast that we've ever recorded. Um, we are here. We are joined. Rick Romero at RJ Stroh. I'm Brady Phelps, Lob Shots. We are here with two very special guests, the host of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, Mr. Jordan Carruth, Jordan the Truth Carruth, and Darren Smith. And uh, Darren, would you like to do us the honors of setting the stage of where we are and what we're experiencing right now? I feel like uh, this is what you do for a living, and you're really good at it. Okay, I right out of the shoot here, Jordan. Yeah, why, why don't you take give it? Give us the copy, Jordan. You of provide update. Uh, we are at a uh, soon-to-be-opened establishment in San Diego called Punch. Bowl Social. Yeah, Punch Bowl. It's on the corner of E and 15th. Which I downtown. was totally unaware of until we got the invite to come on this podcast. Well, the place doesn't open until this weekend. Sure. Right. I don't feel too bad about not knowing. I will tell you, yeah, I'm about not knowing about it, yeah. unfamiliar with the concept of what Punch Bowl Social was all about. Brady sort of sold it as, hey, uh, I got this friend and She's in marketing. I don't know how I feel about the voice you're using We're for gonna, me, but go ahead. Well, this is via text, so okay. I don't even actually have the <laughs> okay. This is how you sound over text. Okay. This, is, yeah, how, this yeah. is how I hear yeah. your so voice like when I read your That's weird, because I, I hear that, too, when right. I text Rick, so, you. literally have taco in your beard. Jeez. Would you, would you, yeah, would you come on down? Let's figure, okay. Well, you know, I figured it was a new establishment downtown. How exciting. I had absolutely no concept that we would be in an airplane hangar filled <laughs> with bowling alleys, Shuffleboard, kitchens, eight cocktail craft, eight-man foosball. I mean, photo I booths, cool, everything. I, I feel like I'm watching like an episode of SNL with Stefan. He's like, this place has everything. <laughs> it's got bowling alleys and foosball. Not not any foosball too. It's a twelve-person foosball. Twelve-person, and it and eight. it's it's properly balanced and Proper. pewter, uh-huh. pewter, which was yes. pointed out. Yeah, it has a uh, station where you can charge your phone. And get exercise at the same time because you can I've put your phone into a docking station and then get on an exercise bike. And the more you pedal, the more wattage that you generate, it will charge your phone. The bike right. is connected to a generator that charges yeah. your phone as you pedal. Because you yeah. need extra motivation to actually get the next drink. You're like, well, I just yeah. worked out here, yeah. so <laughs> I feel comfortable yeah. enough actually I just got a spin class in here at the bar. I think the so. real question is how many places are we at right now? I am absolutely blown away. So I've never this undersold. I've never undersold anything this hard in my life. I mean, I reached out saying, "Hey, good friends with Emily Gibbs, Emily Gibbs PR firm, and she reached out about the Zero Chance Pod coming and hosting here, doing a little promotion for the uh, grand opening that is coming up on Saturday the ninth uh, from seven to nine. Uh, we should probably talk about tickets for this play. I mean." I don't know. I feel like this is a giant promotion to start the show, but I'm I'm so First, overwhelmed. <laughs> I, I I can't even begin. Like it's overwhelming. We have yeah. Five, seven different drinks in front of us. We have we just, we just got, got while we were sitting here. Those like some nachos. Four amazing food platters. Like I Rick I was already eating the taco. You already <laughs> ate into the, the taco, which was great on on pod. I'm sure. I will say I have higher expectations for you with the food because when they came over and asked for our drink orders, you guys all just looked at him with this blank stare. That's not true. She said, what kind of hard alcohol do you like? And I answered, yes. So I, I probably so you got a us lot nowhere with <laughs> That's that. That's true. I took You're, the initiative of oh saying, wow. we need tequila. We've got more. Oh. Uh, El Pastor tacos. Oh I see Jordan's jalapenos. Right there. I see cilantro. My nemesis. Albacore tuna uh, is coming. I see pickled onions. This is good podcasting, just put right? The, just put the Al Pastor right in front of Carruth. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, 
squash and avocado right I on my the Oh best. my god. And Man. I'm sure these are gonna live this up to it once looks I have amazing. it. Yeah, let's hear my it. favorite tacos of all time were the tacos al pastor at Darren's wedding. Oh, at Darren's Mayorza. wedding in Mexico. Oh my goodness. Those were phenomenal. Um, man, I, I feel like there's so many ways this podcast can go right now. I, I don't I really don't know where to begin. I, obviously, it's not good podcasting. You could begin by passing out stuff plates. Our, stuff our faces. I don't <laughs> think that's great. Um, there are plates over here. Darren's yeah. in charge of that. Yeah. Um, I want to go through a couple of the names of the drinks that were just handed to us. We've got a strawberry cilantro fizz, which is, I don't even know what that means, but it's amazing. Um, okay, Darren's drink, which is maybe the greatest name of a drink yeah. that I've ever heard. So solid. It's always in the banana stand is Darren's drink. And the reason it's called that is because the drink is money. <laughs> Which, if you don't Are know. Are we all caught up on Arrested Development? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't the know. new season just came out, That's actually. That's why I'm asking. Oh, no, no. no, no, I, I, no I haven't seen it. Yeah, no. There is a new season, but no, I'm not caught up. Um, some of the other drinks, a connoisseur's cup. So this is the punch bowl. I learned something yeah. today. Our punch bowl, by the way, has, what do they call um, pinwheels? Uh, it has lemon pinwheels, and it's got rosemary popping out of the pinwheels. This is a four-person punch bowl. A punch bowl has... This is something I never five do. different elements. Yes. So right? whatever jungle juice at the frat parties was not punch apparently. Punch has five different elements, as you said, Rick. Yeah. Couldn't tell you if my life depended on what they were. Luckily, Jordan said he was going to memorize yeah. what the five different elements are. We, so we Jordan told him while she away. was while she was telling us. We said, Jordan, <laughs> this is the one thing that you have you to have remember. One job. Yeah. Yeah. It's lots of alcohol. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that, that's it. my answer. Nailed it. Something sour is one of them. Something, something spicy is one of them. Boozy. Fusion. Yeah. Uh, Something yeah. like that. Did you something say meat? Like meat. Fusion. Uh, I thought Sweet, I heard something before. Spicy. Sweet. Yeah. I thought you said meat. So but this I don't is think a it's minor the same problem. five elements. I think in order to be a punch, you have to have five Any, different yes, elements. Yes. Right. This one specifically yes. has yeah. you know meat in it. I thought it was five different alcohols. That's not what we're drinking. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> that's a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a Long Island. Uh, yeah, this is really overwhelming, and man, I am loving it. So um, I am, by the way, wearing a Thunderhawk hat. I want to always give a shout-out to the home of the Zero Chance Pod, Thunderhawk. But today, my goodness, Punchbowl Social downtown is uh, – they have completely overwhelmed all of my senses. We are going to play uh, – we're going to have a Zero Chance versus the Unnamed Soccer Podcast bowling match wow. as soon as this is over. Can we say – I mean, I'm, I'll speak on behalf of Darren here. Please. We are uh, – we think it's great, and we – Hopefully one day we'll get to the point where you guys are, where you actually have a name for your podcast. <laughs> uh, Derek and I actually have a little bit of history with naming. and the, I, I suggested, I mean, no less than, I was going to exaggerate and say 20, but it probably was a dozen. Probably. Probably a dozen names in the very beginning. I remember um, this. I believe we did a video on that. Uh, I think you might be right. Mm-hmm. By the way, how inadequate is our podcast now that we are here <laughs> just having food and drink? Shoved in front of us. Yeah, you said this is your favorite podcast ever. This is our favorite <laughs> podcast ever. I, I would like to take note right now. Everybody stop the tapes and uh, all of Padres Twitter and Padres Podcast Land. I just want to note that Darren and Jordan just said that the Zero Chance Pod was the best podcast they've ever been on. So, you know, not my words. That's their words. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Well, Thank this you. is this. We have never. We're lucky that we can get our equipment to work sometimes. I agree. So and I've never even been invited yeah. on the other podcasts. I mean, so I mean, this is you guys are running away with running it. away with yeah, it. That's it's good. not even close. There this is. Point. I don't know if you know that this this is a thing on Twitter. They actually all hate you. All the other podcasts. So they hate the you, unnamed soccer. Podcasts? No, 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 just they you personally. Yeah, yeah. Why do they yeah. hate me? They like Darren. It's just something about. I don't you know. blame them. 
It's just you're too young, I think. It's I don't believe that. Thing. That's not true at all. He probably doesn't work hard. No, <laughs> that's, that's Marty talking. That's not that's not the podcast. <laughs> that's mean. Martha, what's going on? Can you talk to me? Let's um let's no, let's talk about Martha, what's going on. I think we there listen, we have no agenda, full disclosure. Darren has said no less than seven times leading up to this podcast. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> and I keep True. saying, you're about to find out. Yeah. And that's the only answer I've given him. So we're we about go. to find out. Yeah. Rick's yeah. about to find out. Rick never knows. <laughs> Very unusual. No notes. Yeah. This is not Why like our d- podcast. Describe like our I have 10 pages of notes. You guys have way more fun yeah. than we do. Ta- no. Talk yeah. to us about. I want to. So, okay. First, yeah. let's get into Martha. What's going on? I know that's Norval, right? Norval Turner. Talk to me about the origin of that comment and how it became to be such a... I, I can't tell if it was Darren's love for the comment, Marty's dislike for the comment, or Jordan just willing it into the show on a regular basis that has become the iconic statement that it is. Who would like to speak to it first? Jordan? Take it away. Uh, well, you're, you're in charge. I Well, I am in charge of pressing that button to start the show every single day. Yes. However, that uh, drop started on the show before I even joined the show. So what year are we talking about? When did I join the show? That was I mean, like I know it was obviously pre-Mike like McCoy. Five plus years already. Uh, that's it? On the show itself? Well, I guess I was doing segments with you guys before. Yeah, you, I feel like you've been around the station for a decade. Well, I've been, been, at, the been at the station for a decade. Is that real? That is real. I've been so you were in high school? Years. Uh, well, right out of high school. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Right. Out I of wasn't high really exaggerating. Like, I guess I, I, I kind of was. I have grown up on the radio in San Diego. Yeah, That's what really. I've done. He's all grown up, and he's all grown up. No, I'm still growing up. I'm not done yet. But so <laughs> I don't far, know, man. It's all you're, happened on the radio for whatever you're reason married, in San Diego. You have a new puppy. I know. You I'm looking around. I see so many rings on the fingers yeah. around here. I'm the only one not married. Oh, you're not married yet. That's right. Not yet. But you have but a puppy. I'm getting there. <laughs> but but you have, have a puppy. You have a puppy and a home. It's the same I have a, thing. I have a fiance. <laughs> yes, that's right. I also right. have a puppy. I knew I that you had a fiance, and in my head, that you had already pulled the trigger on the fiance. I apologize. September one. September. I, I, you know, it's just that I missed the invite in the mail, so that's why I, I forgot <laughs> about it. My bad. Well, the invite to the pod came late. Yeah, <laughs> it did come late. So tell me, tell me about the origin of we never, you never finish. This is what I do. I start stories, I don't finish them. So the origin of Martha. I really think Darren should be the one to explain it. Do you know it? I mean, Norv said it at a press conference. I know. Well, that I know that Chargers much. Well, uh, it, it sort of was. It was before. So Norv obviously was the head coach, and. Um, at a press conference, you know, there's um, a you know podium set up. Yeah, there's a microphone set up. This was at Chargers Park. This was, was at Chargers Park in the uh, portable. It was midweek. No, no, it was midweek, so fresh off the practice field. Oh, okay. but on the side next to the and locker. you know okay. when when practice is over, the head coach goes over, gets behind the podium. Hey, you know, all the boring. By the way, I'm going to curse on this podcast. I feel like I was... All right, all right. You want to get into that real quick? Okay, before you finish your story, Darren was so angry. Yeah. Because last time we had him on the pod, I did say, hey, we try to keep it clean, which we do. But there's no rules. You know, say whatever you want, whatever feels right. You you didn't only say that, though. You told him, my children listen to this. I I gather my kids around the stereo and listen to this podcast. This is like fireside chats from like Roosevelt. That's how I visioned it. Okay. Well, and then the immediate week after, Woods just got announced as the morning host on 1090. After the, I'm sure, incredible backstory about the possibility of you and Woods starting a morning show together. And then he comes on, and he, of course, curses like a sailor. You did what? (laughs) Sorry, Jordan. You tried to do what, Darren? (laughs) Is this Uh, a sore subject? Oh, wait, I was in the loop. Jordan was there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! 
That was a detail that but might yeah, not be public. But yeah, he came on and, and started cursing like a sailor, and you so. were like, what? My podcast would have been way better yeah. if I could curse. Darren, I want all my Saturdays back, by uh, the way. Right, the Saturdays that we did all, all those. All the Saturday recordings, All the, uh, yeah. the Lily White tapes between Woods, me, Jordan, yeah. Those there's are like, the hidden tapes, by the way. There's like, you, yeah, you have these tapes? I don't have them. That could be next week's they episode. They might be in my email inbox or something. I don't know. Maybe we need to get into what that. We're talking I'd about like it. to hear a show. Look so up, anyhow, Jordan, we'll talk so later. you know, the coaches come off the field and they say all this boring shit. And of course, all the reporters are there with their microphones. And so the microphones get set up and you hit record on the microphones when you see the coach approaching. And so that was not part of the press conference. It was Norv walking to the podium. He sees Marty and says, Martha, what's going on? And Marty came back and she's like, you're not going to believe what Norv did. I would like it stated for the record. Any uh, objection or perceived objection from Marty to that soundbite is total trash, total garbage, because oh. she's the one that brought it back. Oh. She's the one that gave it to us. She's the one that said, you're not going to believe what Norv Turner said, because it was at a time where we were having fun with Martha, which is Marty's birth name. Right. Martha Joy Caswell. Now it's on record. True story. Okay. So Martha Joy, has so there ever been a more appropriate middle name? Are a Joy? <laughs> no, there hasn't been. <laughs> has there ever been anything That's more so appropriate perfect. than Martha Joy? <laughs> and uh, so Norv says, Martha, what's going on? Marty brings it back. We get a hold of it, and now it lives in infamy. In infamy. I, I will say like that beginning moment of press conferences might be one of the most underestimated part of a press conference. Because like, even today, NBA Finals, right? Warriors, Cavaliers, they're in Cleveland. They're part going through them, the yeah. press conferences yeah. today. Tyron Lue. And it's not going to make any of the shows or anything later, but like the very first thing he brought up in his press conference today, he was, he was giving a reporter a hard time, just like Norv was giving Marty a hard time, just to start, like nothing. Yeah, right as he crazy. sits down, before the interview starts, he yeah. starts saying something to... But even today, like Tyron Lue was talking to one of the ESPN reporters, like, oh, show up late today, huh? You're going to you're gonna ask me the first question after showing up late to this. And like, that's stuff, like you're never going to see it really in the presser because it's not part but of that's the press good. conference. Yeah. But there are some gems to yeah, be had. That that's just that brief moment right before a press conference starts. So was there any history of Norv, Norval calling Marty Martha other than like, you know, like I might say to Rick, hey, Ricardo, you know, like you extend people's names or something, whether they're appropriate or not. Was there any backstory? I there? never heard him say it before then. I never heard him say it after then. How? Funny. Now, Norv's aware that we play the soundbite all the time. Well, yeah, because you've had him on interviews right. since then and you lead in with that. Sure. And Norv will... Um, you know, he'll uh, hastily admit that he listens more <laughs> than he does. You know, more, more than coaches ever pretend like they do. So yeah, I mean, he, who do you he, think uh, listens more, uh, AJ Hinch or Norv? More what? Who do you think listens to your show more, AJ Hinch or Norv Turner? Uh, I would say Norv Turner because Norv actually lives here. I think AJ is probably got he's, way more. What, more he has a little bit to. on his plate. I think a little bit. I thought you just skate the next year after you win a World Series. I think he's, I think he's doing all right. What Never settle. About Houston Sports Radio, not good enough for AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Never settle. Shots fired at Houston Sports Radio. Sports podcasting. Um, okay, so the next comment then, Jordan the Truth Caruth. Um, some guy named Jordan, I don't know. Talk to me about the origin of that soundbite. That is my favorite. I, I mean, why? of the two. Well, I'll let him. Well, I feel like you should know the origin of this. Do I, you? No, this is why I'm asking. Okay. I really don't. I mean, I, sometimes you have to ask the question. You already know the answer. That's just true. Just to get it on That's record. That's true. But I'm you a professional, so I right do now? that, but I genuinely do not know the answer to this. So it happened on Padre Social Hour. Really? Yes. I remember that show. 
We had. Did we only have one of those together? How many did we do I together? believe we were put like in the same category, so we were never assigned to a show together. Yes, yeah, so it, it was, was either like, like it was like host, either or, professional scrub, and we were both scrubs. We were in the scrub list, right? Yeah, which yeah. it worked out. Bill Walton came on, and so he does social hour, right? And he talks yeah. about the event. He's in town, and then he goes to the booth afterwards, and he's doing TV. I believe it was with Enberg, and it was with Mark Grant. And so Walton's recapping his day. And I think just to open up, just to start the conversation, they were saying, like, hey, Bill, like, how's your day been? Like, what's it like? You're at Beko, having fun. And he's like, well, I started with Padre Social Hour. I got to see Randy Jones. It was great to see Randy. Uh, some guy named Jordan was there. And, like, I mean, I was shocked that he even remembered my name. It's the first time we had ever met okay, him in person. Okay, hold on. But he just jaw like, is dropped right so now. So that happened during the Padres broadcast. I wasn't watching live, but my phone started filling with text messages, including one from Darren. He's like, listen, man, you got to track down that audio. Oh, absolutely. Bill Walton, <laughs> he just said some guy named Jordan on, so on the telecast. So that's Bill Walton. Yeah, no, no. I, I recognize Bill Walton's voice. I mean, Bill Walton, that, that's a legendary voice. But what I, I assumed it was said in, um, in some sort of joke reference to Michael Jordan. Like, oh, we're just talking about one of the best basketball players of all time. I don't know. Some guy named Jordan. I don't know. Like, I thought he was, and you guys had just used it and spliced it in for no, He was actually talking about me. And again, like, I'm very <laughs> impressed he remembered my name. Like, that, so, yeah, even though he we quickly did the show and then hours you. later. Kind like, of some guy named Jordan. I don't know. He yeah. wasn't sure he was right. He wasn't sure. But he, but he, he got made, it right. He made the shot. He made the <laughs> right. shot. So that it worked out. Amazing. And it's been on the show ever since. That is so good. I, I genuinely had no idea. I cannot describe the joy that I get every day. At twelve oh one, when those two sound bites are played, I mean it. Like every day, it it makes me smile to hear those two sound bites. Yeah, I mean, and I I I say this genuinely. I believe that is probably true for most of your listening base. You know, your oh listening. well, I don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> the show is there to amuse me. Yeah. It's not about the Shots listeners. That's fired. That's fired again, <laughs> man. Well. We are thrilled that you guys are here. We are super thankful. We're stoked um, we're here, man. Rick, yeah. I know you've been stuffing your I've face over there. I've just been shoving my face yeah. the whole time here. Yeah, this is just, the just went refill on the punch bowl. Too. I know. Oh, Do we got a refill? No, he went refill. I did. Oh, yeah. you went refill. So what have you had so far? I While had we were a, discussing whatever we just discussed, what did you eat? So I had a taco. Um, I had some nachos. I had a couple cups of punch here. You want the Al Pastor? Yeah, it's solid. Really there's looks, a lot of we got, a, we got a 360 camera going here. I know, and there's so a lot of behind the scenes. Tell me about this camera. Like, is it actually like, picking yeah. up People all of us? Are, you know, yeah, it's picking up all three of wow. us here. They'll pick up our massive chairs that we're sitting in. We so are, I feel like we're in Thrones here. I know. This does feel very Thronish. I feel it's like we're not necessarily someone. Game of Thrones. No. It feels like I know this is really dating me, and you, of course, won't remember this. But uh, Darren, maybe you will. Do you remember Lily Tomlin? Yeah. And the giant chair that she would sit in in SNL. Yeah, the oversized chair. Yeah, the oversized chair. That's what I feel like. We're all in these massive chairs that are a good foot above our heads. They're huge. Rick has no idea. Jordan, but yeah. Rick, Rick's, you're old enough. You're just not cultured. <laughs> um, Jordan is just too young. Um, Lily Tomlin on SNL? Yeah. Dude, it was before I was born. I'm just cultured. <laughs> Wait, they had SNL before Adam Sandler? <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? I'm There's kidding. Please don't tweet uh, me for that. Okay. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah, tweet me, please, dumb stop. millennial. Uh, so I do want to talk a little bit with you guys about, so you have a radio show. This is where you gained your notoriety, your popularity, Darren, 
obviously the Darren Smith Show on Mighty 1090. Everybody, there's not a single human being listening to this podcast right now that's like, I wonder who Darren Smith is. Like, everybody knows who you are. Um, you are the go-to name in San Diego radio. I'm not just trying to, you know, whatever. But Jordan and Marty do play a major part in the show, but it is the Darren Smith Show. You are, um, you are the headliner. You are the lead. You are the one that um, decides where things go, so far as I can tell. Um, talk to me a little bit about the relationship between you two on the show and the show prep. And then after that, just to give you lead, I, I do like to conversely talk about the podcast because I have noticed I do like I'm not a, a huge soccer fan. Rick, every week we want to he wants to talk about. I always EPL. try to fit soccer into our podcast. And, yeah. and I'm always like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then the, by the time the it's there. over, we've talked for an hour and 20 minutes and, and we. I'm we, like, we no, hit, we're talking about we it for like 20 like, seconds. Oh, man, least. we forgot about yeah, soccer. Sorry about man. that Champions League final. Uh, I know. It's brutal. It's brutal. Terrible. And we, terrible. Did talk, we did talk about that in last week's. With we did. We and touched I, on it briefly. And I think as bad as the goalie for Liverpool was. The concussed he keeper. Is, yeah. He was is, targeted by the dirtiest player in Europe. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So that's, He's right. There's a little, he is as handsome as he was bad in that game. That is like <laughs> that man is a beautiful human That's being. That's all right. He kept saying last I, I week. I can't get over how yeah. how good looking that guy is. It's crazy to I me. I was like sitting there talking about the plays and everything. I'm like, no, no, Brady. So like the ball like, was hit he, at him. And he's he like, no, no, he was handsome. In Thor. He was handsome. <laughs> but his hair was perfect. Yeah, his hair his was, hair that was bun, perfect. That man bun was next to none. That it was. It's, it's an interesting observation because it's not the first time that I've heard it. Oh, really? Because my handsome? wife said the same thing. <laughs> well. Your wife and I would probably get along. So you have the same taste in men, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) I have no shame in that. That's fine. Um, But but I do want to hear, conversely, with the soccer podcast, I want to hear, because I noticed that, Jordan, you, like, and and this is radio term stuff, but I do think that I'm not going to talk down to people who are listening. Like, they understand radio, if it's a, a show that has multiple people, someone's a one and someone's a two. And, pot like, for this podcast, I'm the one, Rick's the two. And one A, sometimes, one B, sometimes three, whatever. sometimes four. You know what? Sometimes Depending you're not even here. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's like you're not even here. Um, but I noticed that on the podcast, Jordan, you were the one, and and Darren is the two, and so that is obviously very different from the radio show. And so I think that that's an interesting. Obviously, that was a strategic move by you guys, and I wonder if it's one that other people have brought up to you and that you've talked about or not. So I want to know first about the dynamic of the show and how you guys interact on the radio show. And then how does that differ from how you guys react with each other on the, or interact with each other on the pod? Well, start with the show. I, I don't know that we're going to have the same answer about the podcast because it's not something that we've ever discussed. So about, would you say it's a great question? Um, Let's not get is, carried away, Brady. Is that your goal here? Are you no, trying to get a no, great question no, no, out of Darren I'm not, today? I'm not. I okay. would never step on Darren's toes like uh, that. As far as the radio show. Um, it was a great question. It's, you know, it's. Thanks, Jordan. It is not, um, it was, it's by design that that's the way the show is. You know, it didn't just happen that I ended up with this hand of Jordan and Marty and, you know, those, those, the show was created to sound the way the show has been sounding. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, um, it's definitely our strategy. I've always wanted to do an ensemble show, probably from growing up listening to Howard Stern way back when, to listening to 
uh, or or seeing the way Dan Patrick has has built his show, the Tony Kornheiser show. I know that Jordan and I, as a matter of fact, when when we started working together, we sort of suggested that maybe that's a show that we should both listen to so that we can. He does a radio show out of D.C. Now he does a podcast. Kornheiser? Tony Kornheiser, right. So you're not talking about the PTI No, not talking about PTI. But But he does uh, an ensemble cast show where he has a rotating cast of characters on it. And that was always the type of show. Not not that um, I wanted to sound like Stern or not that I wanted to sound like DP or not that I wanted to sound exactly like Tony Kornheiser, but I just always enjoyed having a cast of interesting, uh, unique, like, totally different different ages different sexes different um uh, ethnicities you know i just thought that that's a really really good blueprint for a radio show so um when the opportunity came up to after in the post philly billy world to continue to work with marty um and add jordan into the mix you know i i sort of felt like this was a really good mixture and there was you know there's some Especially when Jordan first came on, and you know he's young into the business, there was some, there was some turbulence, a little bit of turbulence. But that's when Jordan came on, turbulence between you and Jordan, Marty and Jordan, you well, and just all the getting whole- everybody on the same page because you know there was no like, okay, you're going to talk now, Rick, you're going to talk now, Brady, you're going to talk now, Jordan. So you just sort of had to figure out like what, how this was was going to. I really believed in the pieces. Like I believed in my ability to steer the ship and I really really believe in Marty and Jordan's talent and I was willing to say like this this will work out this is a good mixture it's just gotta you know you just gotta iron out some of the edges so uh, Rick is finally getting his finally beer. yeah he's getting I, his I'm beer happy. after, I'm after happy a couple now. of punch bowls I know. <laughs> thank, thank you Jody thank you thank um, you Jody is the national marketing director for Punchbowl Social and she is here and been taking care of us along with Emily Gibbs, and I I think just we would be crazy to not mention her and yeah she's been great tour, yeah, she's the, been I mean, amazing absolutely amazing yeah. I I still I hope somebody has gotten a picture of this oh yeah spread in front of us I mean it's just well they insane. do which is most importantly so <laughs> yes so insane. I mean I, I will shut up because yeah. I want to finish eating this taco <laughs> but you know that's it, it's just the way that I've always wanted the show to sound was ensemble cast unique people doing different things bouncing off one another interacting with one another agreeing disagreeing sometimes jordan and i team up on marty sometimes marty and i team up on jordan usually that's the age thing sometimes marty and jordan team up on me and like it's just sort of the dynamic of the show and and um you know i'm i'm really happy with how it's it's blossomed and what it's turned into like i'm really really pleased with it not you know and i would say mostly because of them you know mostly just because of of who they've become that we have bill walton talking about jordan that we have norv turner talking about marty you know i would like to think that you know that that uh you know they really uh grew themselves as individuals and us collectively on our little three-hour window each and every day and and put us in a position where we all are as a group and where we all are as individuals that's cool. What do you have to say about that? Well, I, w- I mean, one of the first things I'll say is I had a luxury that not a lot of people have when I started with the show because Darren and Marty were both established and for different reasons, too, which I think adds strength to the show. And I think there are strengths to each to each element of the show. So what well, do you think the different reasons are that um, But Darren one of the luxuries, Marty- well, one of the luxuries I had, like, 
because they were established and because they have been doing this for so long and because when I started with them, like when I joined on, I was young. Like I'm very young to be on in a San Diego market. Not that it's the biggest market in the country. Like I'm, that's obviously not what I'm saying, but like I had the luxury to, that they had patience because they were able to do, they continued to do their thing with the show. Like they were already working together. Darren had already made a name for himself in San Diego. Marty had already made a name for herself in San Diego. So I actually was given a luxury of like allowing myself some time to grow into the show. And I, I mean, the show does not sound like it, what it sounds like today. Like if you tune in tomorrow on the Mighty 1090, that's not what the Darren Smith show sounded like four or five years ago. At least in my opinion, it's not what it sounded like. Because four or five years ago, you wouldn't have been talking about how great the Zero Chance podcast was. <laughs> exactly. And that's what yeah. tomorrow's show is going to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really was given a luxury by just them. A lot. They, I mean, there was time for me to grow into the show. And I mean, I've, I believe I've done so, and I try to pick my spots, but to kind of go Do back you to have what free Darren to talk whenever you want on the show. Yeah, I mean that's how Darren expresses it to me. Tell like, me what I, I that's like because I don't because you, don't, you don't even have that on your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw in the middle yeah. of this, Brady was like turning off your mic. While yeah, we were like what? You, I'm like, hey, 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 what? what, what now we know here? that's yeah. a lie because I have no idea how to turn off his mic. <laughs> right, but uh, like my objective isn't to like try to chime in at any moment where I can. Like I don't, I'm not looking to talk all the time. Like I'm definitely picking my spots. I mean, the way the show plays out, I mean. An interview segment comes up. I mean, that's that's obviously all Darren. Like that is the best moment in sports radio in San Diego when Darren has a guest on, in yeah. my opinion, at least. And you then any arguments yeah. here? There are other moments where it's Darren and Marty able to go back and forth on their history and like what's been going on, breaking certain things down. And then there's moments in the show, like at 1:45 every day, when I get to come on, we get to break it up a little bit, do some news, talk about some sports, some non-sports stories. Like I definitely choose my spots, but. Again, like being able to work with Darren and Marty established, they already had something going. It was it was an easier transition for me because of that. So how long do you think you guys were at it before it finally clicked? Because I always hear like with radio, like at least like give the show a year before you start making any judgment on it. When do you guys think it clicked? Huh. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember a moment, but I would say you know over the last three years or so, it's 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 been humming, which is unfortunate because you know I think that the show hit a stride ah, maybe a little longer, maybe four years ago or so. But the show hit a stride, and then we get hammered with the Chargers stuff, you know, like then that's just a gut punch for sports talk radio, our show included. But and Marty specifically, I mean, right? She, it was well, I mean, for all of blow. us, I mean, the NFL is you know I say it all the time, sports talk radio is. I mean, it's in my opinion, it's a little too dependent on the NFL, but that's sort of the way sports talk radio is structured. So, you know, you rip out um, the heart and soul of a sports city like this. You know, even if the Chargers weren't your favorite team or my favorite team, you know, it's it's our default setting and it just it short circuits the whole system. You know, so we had that ripped out and it short circuited everything. But um, I think in, in, you know, the two or three years before the Chargers left, like, we had really hit a stride. We did really well. Not that I ever – I never talk about that. But, like, we had done really, really well. And, and, like, we were all – we were – yeah, we were the signature show not just on the station but in the market. And we had a, a run of success there that I don't think anybody's ever had in this market. Certainly not a sports show. And this was in the noon – 
yeah. the three time slot. Yeah, uh, a spot that I didn't even want. Once right. upon a and time, every, and, that and, I almost and as a listener, almost quit over. Every, yeah, everybody I didn't want to be there. Yeah. About it. I'm really yeah. glad you didn't quit because that was when I was put on your show. By <laughs> right. the way, once you got moved to New, oh really? Three, that that's was when the... I joined the show. Right, okay. and and that was all part of it. Like, how do we rebuild this? You know, yeah. how do we how do we build this back up? What are we going to do? What's our approach going to be? What's our strategy going to be? Yeah, I know a lot of people think you show up at 11:59 every day, right? Because like, you're in yeah. radio as well, like, and you just crack a mic. And you, my mom still to this day thinks that that's what I do. <laughs> I just show up. A minute oh before yeah, the your show job's starts so easy, then, right? Hey, you only work like, for three Mom, hours. This per isn't day. the zero chance pot. I actually put the time <laughs> in. This. But you know, to to sort of see that out and like, what are we going to do differently now in this day part? What are we going to do differently that's going to make a stand out in the market? Uh, you know, of course, there's some things that you can't predict and some things that just happen to evolve organically but but i mean jordan knows like, a lot of this is by design like a lot of the the way the show is today was was by design you take some chances some things work some things don't right but yeah i would say you know the couple of years before the chargers left like we were we were really grooving and we were really we were crushing it you know, and then, and then that happens and it knocks you back a little bit but i will tell you i, I feel really really good about where the show is today I feel like we have, uh, you know, we hit another really, really rough patch, not just with the Chargers leaving, but what it did to Sports Talk Radio. And uh, I, I, I love that the show has been resilient, you know, that the show is, is what it is now reinventing itself yet again in the aftermath of, of that decision from the Chargers in the NFL, and, and uh, I really like the show. I really enjoy listening. I, think I, I enjoy it now. One of the strengths of the show, in my opinion, um, would be – in a post-Chargers world, like it's a question a lot of us have asked ourselves and the stuff that we do is like, how, how do you reinvent yourself? How do you move forward? How are you going to restructure what you do? I mean, like he said, like you essentially pulled the hard drive out of your computer and like now yeah. you need to rebuild the entire computer and like, yeah. what is it going to look like? And I feel like our show, because of, yes, I mean, we are really good with the NFL because of Darren, because of Marty, like we were really good with that, but also we're able to do more than just the NFL. So I think there are certain shows set up in a post-Chargers world in San Diego that are set up in a little bit better positions than others because you are able to go beyond that NFL bubble or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on. We, I mean, you know, Scott Kaplan wants nothing to do with talking about Padres all day. We've been over that. I mean, that's a, he was in a tough spot, you know, and now, especially with Billy Ray, pull him back on time. And but, you know, Friday. it's not just him, though, because the, the, the way, as I said, I think Sports Talk Radio is – way too dependent on the NFL, right. but I will uh, acknowledge the existence of other radio stations here and here alone. Ask yourself how many former football players there are doing radio. And to me, that's sort of been built to fail. So to Jordan's point, I felt comfortable, even though it was our overall bread and butter, and even though it's definitely Marty's bread and butter, I felt like we were best prepared to last long term because we weren't dependent on the NFL. I didn't play football and ignore every other sport in my life. Mm-hmm. And and haven't you always been kind of by nature a baseball first guy? Like that's yeah. more of your passion. Sure. Yeah, I've never I've not been an NFL NFL's I mean even when the Chargers were here, the NFL was fifth or sixth on my list of sports that Right. I like. I have always said, if I if it wasn't for the job, I would don't know that I'd ever watch an NFL game. It just doesn't appeal to me that way. Right. But I recognize what it means to us professionally, and you can't. No matter how much you might 
want to get out from that, you can't get out from that in our business. If I don't want to talk about the NFL, then I should go find something else to do. Right, right, right. Which no, maybe is no what will it. happen someday. Right. But as long as you're working in this business, you cannot ignore the existence of the most popular sport in this country. Do you think that this new, I don't even, AAF or AFA or I don't, I don't really, I genuinely <laughs> don't know what it's called. Do you think this new yeah. team coming to San Diego in the offseason of the NFL is, is even going to be a blip on the radar of uh, quenching the thirst of professional football for San Diego fans? I mean, I think I mean, you answered your own question. The Chargers, no. <laughs> I, I guess I'm putting you in a weird spot because. Well, no, I think you answered your own question because you don't even know what it is. You know, yeah, and, the, and it doesn't roll off your tongue, but. No, yeah, right. It hasn't worked before. Yet. Like I'm not holding my breath that it's going it, to It's never worked before. You reference so the XFL. Count me as one of those who's USFL. dubious of it working again. Yeah. An yeah. alternative league. Yeah. So you said something interesting that, you know, with the way the show was cranking prior to the Chargers leaving, would you have even entertained, and I know we alluded to it earlier, would you have even entertained moving to mornings with Woods if the Chargers never left? Um, probably. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that that's something I'll never know, but I, I think that, it, I think new challenges are always going to appeal to me. So I don't think the Chargers staying here would have preempted that, right. that, that attempt. Um, I... You know, you reach certain points, Jordan, you, know, you guys know everybody. You know, you reach certain points in your career where you're just, you want to you wanna find a new challenge, where you feel like I've, I don't know how much more I can do here right now in this spot. I've done 12 to 3 for, for a decade, and I've had an incredible amount of success there. So the idea that you're going to challenge yourself to just do something yeah. different, I think that that probably would have been there with or without the Chargers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go off script a little bit. Oh, I thought you were going to say you have to go to the bathroom. I actually don't have to go to the bathroom, yeah. but we have so much food that is getting cold. Let's take a five-minute breather. Let's <laughs> stuff our faces. <laughs> Are we going to play a song? And let's do a do Unicorn Jewelry ad. Song? Yeah. A Unicorn Jewelry get, live ad. You get what? intermissions during your podcast? Should we yeah, play uh, Inagata DeVita? Yeah. Give us like 17 minutes yeah. to eat all this yeah. food? Yeah. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's stuff our faces for a little, and then we'll pick it back up, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Uh, oh, my God. That was amazing. I don't, food. Like, we just oh, – just when I thought I couldn't think more of Punchable Social, they came here. They gave us more food. They took more orders. They brought <laughs> us more beverages. Um, I, at this point, you could probably hey. tell how much we've been consuming. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Getting a little uh, sleepier George, here open now. open your eyes, bro. I know. Uh, Darren hey. has to explain what's in front of him right now. Oh, yeah. The that bag. is really cool. Yes. I have to explain what you're eating. So – I don't have the menu in front of me, but it is a meal that is served in a Fritos bag, and the Fritos are in the bag, and I think it's brisket that they put on top. Like with brisket, some, Fritos, jalapenos, little, cilantro, tomatoes. I, it's little cotija cheese Some of that great cotija cheese uh -huh. on top, but they, they just, 
They serve it to you in the Fritos bag itself. It's open-faced. Yeah, it's in a Fritos bag. <laughs> yeah. How great is that? I couldn't tell, though, because I, I couldn't see the bottom. So when she said, no, it's in the Fritos bag, yeah. I'm like, you mean that foil? Oh, my gosh, that I is know. a I just thought bag. it was tinfoil. That was yeah. it. So just picture this. You open a Fritos bag. You put a bunch of brisket in there, the cheese on the top, awesomeness, and just eat it out of the bag. It's it's really incredible. So yeah. this place just continues to just blow our minds. Before we uh, move on, though. You and I, we need to talk about that impossible taco. I okay. This is the first time in my life <laughs> that I have, and I I know I don't know. I don't say that loosely. This is quite literally the very first time in my yeah. life that I have consumed something that I just one hundred percent assumed was meat. Yeah, it tasted kind of like like the barbacoa meat that you would get from Chipotle uh-huh. in a taco, and I crushed the whole thing, and it was <laughs> what? Man, we're in San Diego. Bro. What? Why do you hit Chipotle? <laughs> Uh, sorry, I just continue with your story. Yeah, jeez, Darren. So <laughs> Chipotle, <laughs> Chipotle has queso. It reminds now. me oh. of Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. Will I bet Myers. you. Do you see Will there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very funny. Anyway, I ate the thing and I said, like, what meat was that? Yeah. Assuming I was going to get barbacoa as an answer, and she's like, oh, it's vegetarian. It's some. Yeah. And then she went on to talk, and because I couldn't comprehend the rest of what she said, because. When she said vegetarian, I was lost. Yeah. And then did you hear the, like, shock in my voice, too? I'm like... Yeah, you were so like, what? I've had the Impossible Burger, and it's it's pretty legit. Tastes like a burger, but there's no meat in it at so all. So I feel like I had the most appropriate taco out of this entire table because they gave the millennial the fried avocado. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was so, it on a piece of toast? <laughs> I wish. No. Um, it was on this great tortilla, and they put some squash in it, which was also... Hey, that's vegetarian. I know there's, there's no meat in that. Yeah. I don't know if that would have surprised you. A lot. Of, it yeah. probably would have surprised me. It looked like a giant fried fish. I didn't it was know amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. the first time I've ever had a fried avocado. And, and really good. And now they're bringing us out uh, fried chicken. Yeah, that's and gluten, it's gluten free. Gluten free. Which, yeah. I mean, I still don't really know what that means, but uh, you said your wife is gluten free. Right yeah. Here, so. Yeah. So gluten is. Your wife is gluten free. <laughs> she is gluten free. I know. I know. Jared. Darren is so bougie. Darren, have another drink, Darren. This is I'm great. waiting for another mezcal <laughs> drink coming out shortly. Oh yeah, so we we did this, banana. They came back and, yeah. and they said, Darren was like, you know, I kind of kind of liked this uh, in the banana stand or whatever drink, and Rick's like, you know, I kind of want to try that too. She's yeah. like, okay, so two more, and I'm like, yeah. And Darren said no, two orange straws, whips, orange whips, orange whips, <laughs> four orange whips, all the um, way around. <laughs> so anyway, we're all getting the banana stand drink now because yeah. it's money. Uh, so Wait, we got a round of those. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we got four yes. coming. Yeah. Okay. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm getting some. Well, now I the know. truth comes out that I totally you just hijacked that one, and everybody else. Well, again, I'll it. go back to the story. When asked <laughs> what alcohol do you guys want, I was the only one who actually gave an answer. And I gave yeah. you the tequila. Stop you complaining. You had the tequila. Right. I said mezcal. Oh, uh, did you? I missed that. My apologies. See? See how quick? And I said all. So I, we all gave in. And then <laughs> Rick said, yes. No, no. I didn't well, say mezcal. Well, yes means all. <laughs> and then Rick's answer was, of course, beer. Beer. <laughs> Which is amazing. Like me some oh beer. Oh, my gosh. We've got more food coming. Oh. We've got three different hot sauces. We've got nachos and guac so and jalapenos. We've got gluten-free oh, fried chicken. Oh, my God. And it God. looks like some very red hot sauce. Um, this is incredible. Uh, I know this is probably not great podcasting. Because we're talking as we're going, it's great um, podcasting. Thank you so for much us. for doing. That. Can you ex- what is what is the little side dish on the? Oh yeah, let's the take side the mic. dish is a nice light tomato salad, a little bit of mint, shallot thyme vinaigrette, uh, some pickled green tomatoes, and some cherry tomatoes. Real simple, light. You got those different textures and flavors of tomatoes. So it's and what are we working really with in the nachos over here? 
Uh, the nachos, you have our nachos al fuerte, little uh, braised beef brisket, some refried beans. Uh, with the loaded guacamole, you got some house-made chorizo, cotilla uh, oh, wow. cheese, and some pickled jalapenos and fresnos. Oh, so the uh, fried wow. avocado taco, was that just for millennials, or what's the deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> just for millennials, probably. <laughs> Good answer. That's really great. Um, so this is one of the executive chefs, Corey. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to have us here. My pleasure. Everything you've prepared for us. May I ask one quick question? Yes, Darren, you sure. may. When you prepare the food, obviously the taste is the most important thing. But in 2018, is it about making it uh, photographic? I don't know. What the right photogenic. We need to make photogenic. it look good for Instagram, I feel like right? That's a human term, right? You know, <laughs> but is it for Instagram? Like, it's, people it's eat great. with their eyes first, right? So right, yeah. if you put out slop, uh, people aren't going to post slop, right? So uh, everybody loves a good chicken fried steak, but it's going to be that beautiful chicken fried steak yeah, that sure. somebody takes a picture of, not just As some garbage. Right takes a picture. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. 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 So I, felt it, I mean, you got to eat with your eyes first, right? Sure. That's what we always yeah. talk about. And plus, it's that's great why advertising. It's very strategic in what we do, but it's really about the taste too. Absolutely, like the taste is definitely the priority, but. Let's face it, like if you can advertise visually from people who take pictures of their food and post it on social media, right. that's a good thing and too. Punchable, right? We're an Instagrammable place, right? Absolutely. Hashtag winning and adulting, right? <laughs> <laughs> winning and adulting. Uh, Corey, thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank you. Um, it is funny when we got the tour from Jody when she came in, as he mentioned the hashtag winning and adulting, she had said, what was the comment? Something about... Um, this is the perfect place to uh, break up with your girlfriend only to find a new one before you leave or something like that. Yeah, this is where yeah. you take your girlfriend to break up with her and then you'll find a new one by the end yeah, of the night. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, that is terrible and hilarious. Um, <laughs> all right, so Jordan, we actually, and Darren both, we never got to the answer. Um, turns what are out, we going to name our podcast? I know, <laughs> no, I get no, it. No. We get the question for about years. That. I, I actually, I, I just love that in addition to me t telling stories that take forever, I can ask a question that takes forever. So tell me about the difference, like the contrast between you being the number one on the podcast and Darren being the number two, in, you know, in contrast to the way that it is on the radio show. Completely different. 100% different. Tell me about it. What was um, the decision behind it? Well, the decision is I needed some airtime at some point, right? That's the de No, I'm just kidding. So are you saying the, Rick the and I should start a second podcast where he no. talks? Well, I mean, I think a point with your, <laughs> with this podcast, with any podcast, whether it's about San Diego sports, whether it's about the Padres, whether it's about soccer, whether it's some a specific league in soccer, I think the point is for it to sound different, right? You don't want to sound like everyone yeah, you else. Be yeah. You want yep. to be unique. Yeah. And so I think the last thing Darren and I wanted to do was to start a podcast together that sounded just like the radio show. Like well, what we already do, the radio show. So if we're going to spend the time and we're going to spend the energy into a podcast that sounds similar to the show, like what are we doing there? Spend that time and energy into the show, make the show as good as possible. And then with a podcast, do something completely different. Do something where people can tune into the radio show, get a certain type of entertainment out of it, uh, certain information, certain topics. But then they can go to the podcast at any point later on their time. And even with the radio show, it's on their time as well because we podcast every part of that show hour by hour interview by interview segment by segment but with the podcast it's good it needs to be something different and i think one of the quickest ways for the podcast to sound different is one if i'm leading and that obviously makes it stand out with the radio show but when you say for those listening like oh you're host one like it's all jordan it's not like it's just as much darren as it is me if it's not more darren than me during the podcast. So yeah, I mean, I, I open it up. I say, Darren, welcome to the podcast. And I'm 
I'm navigating just the way he is. I definitely have a bigger role on the podcast than I do the radio show. But I think the ultimate goal and the decision behind that was just to make sure it sounded different than what we already do. Darren, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, I think that was part of it. Uh, I think part of it also was, again, that's why I said I, was, I wasn't sure that we were going to have the same answers. Part of it also was Jordan started doing that podcast before I came on it. It was called something different. It was a podcast with Jordan and Alex Padilla, who's the producer for the Scott and BR show. It's called On the Pitch. It was called On the Pitch. And I don't even really remember how I ended up doing a soccer podcast with Jordan and how Alex ended up not podcasting on a regular basis with Jordan. It's pretty mean, Darren. That will change during the summer. I don't know how far down the road we can go with the World Cup stuff. But we can go as far as you want with that. Um, Wait, so, what do you mean it's changing during the summer? Well, you know, there's there's going to be a different dynamic in play via the radio show, via the radio station, and some of the podcasts as the World Cup gets underway. Oh, I'll, because World Cup games will be on. Tonight. No, I, mean, I don't, I I don't think understand. That there's going to be different broadcasts that will. I'm going to start doing shows on Saturday on the there Mighty 1090. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, I wasn't trying to extract information. Oh, well, I just okay. didn't feel no, like it was, was my place to say it. So, so you, you're going to have. You were dancing and around it really good. With you? Yes. Okay, it's going to be myself. And you guys have done that before. It's going to be Alex Padilla, and it's going to be Ryan Phillips from the Big League. Oh yeah, I know. So it's going to be the rumors three of us. Rumors and rants. Yeah. Correct. It's going to be the three of us Saturdays, and essentially our goal with that is to kind of just add another show, another local sports show to the strongest lineup in San Diego. How cool that you get to do that. Congratulations. Now, Thank you. can you stop talking in encrypted words yes. now, Darren? So now I can. So, okay. so again, it wasn't Jordan was doing that podcast before, a version of the podcast before I got there. So I felt like he had more ownership of it than I did. We had a shakeup at the station. So, like, really, the reason Alex and I stopped doing what we did was because our schedules do not match up at all anymore. Yeah, he yeah, produces yeah. for Scott and BR, which comes on four hours after us. Four hours total. They come on right after us. But our, when I'm prepping, it, it, it just it would not work. Right. The, the schedule, it just it wouldn't work. And with me already working with Darren, and after Darren took a trip to Barcelona and really caught the bug, I mean, it was obvious for and us to start this kind of podcast. And that was part of it also. Jordan's followed yeah. it longer than I have. Jordan's right. followed soccer longer than I have. That's another part. I think it's important for Jordan, and I also think that, though it's not the uh, most important reason, it's also good for me to have a different perspective on a program and be a number two than be a number one also. So yeah. that's why, like I said, I wasn't sure, but it, it was his podcast first. He's followed the sport longer than I have, and I think it's important for him and his career, and it's also good for me to have a different perspective and and not always be the lead. I talk too much as it is. I don't want to, you know, like I'm Boy, sick you. of hearing. I feel me. you, bro. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't. I, less of me. That's why I don't do a lot of this stuff because I, you know, I have an inclination of feeling like I'm always the number one. So for me, I, I have to tell myself during the podcast, like, shut up, like let Jordan lead. I feel like you're speaking to me, Darren. Shut up, Brady. <laughs> I do love what we're doing with the podcast, too, because it is completely different than what we did, what I did with Alex before with the On the Pitch podcast. Because Alex and I, we would talk about, he's a big Manchester United fan. I'm a big Chelsea fan. Yeah. And it's we like wouldn't your break. worst podcast ever, right? I know. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Sounds miserable, God. doesn't it? The death of Liverpool. <laughs> and we were never breaking down X's and O's. That, that was never the podcast. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know if there was a true direction with it. There's a true direction with the Unnamed Soccer podcast. Like, we, we definitely... We're, we're striving for some, like, 
a certain something every single episode. And it, it's not going to be the X's and O's. You, you referenced soccer a little bit earlier. Maybe not the biggest soccer fan. You're, Rick you're, is much bigger. Rick's yeah. a big Liverpool fan. Mm-hmm. I think both of you would be able to listen to it. Well, because you're going to be able to listen to it because, yeah. I mean, at times we will get a little nerdy with the sport. Yeah. And I think that's going to uh, get a lot of people interested that already do follow the sport every single weekend. They're waking up, turning on NBC Sports, turning on Rebecca Lowe, turning yep. on Arlo White, watching yep. those broadcasts starting at 4.30, 7 a.m., 9.30, and even later, depending. But also, Brady, like for you guys, I mean, for people who aren't coming in, and I have a lot of friends, as someone who grew up in San Diego, a lot of friends that have completely given up on the Chargers, and they're looking for something new. They're not Absol- looking yeah. to replace the Chargers. Again, nothing will replace the right, Chargers. Right, right, right. But, but like, they're trying what something sport new. is going to grow? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them and a lot of my friends have been like, hey, like, really, I'm not just listening to your guys' podcast because you're my friend. I'm listening to your podcast because you make it relatable, because we can relate it to NBA teams or we yeah. can relate it to an NFL something. or like, we're, we're not X's and O's. And I think what we really strive for to get to the core of what we do on a podcast is we want to talk about the experiences that you get through sport. And because, I mean, I think a huge reason for that is you can talk X's and O's, and, but it's usually the experiences that you're always talking about in the long run, right? When the Chargers left town, one of the most common things I would hear, I'd hear this all the time, like, you know what I'm going to miss out on? The family time. Going down to the stadium with my dad, right. going with my brothers, going with my sister, going with my kids. It yeah. was the experience. Uh-huh. It wasn't just the game. It wasn't the three hours on the field, right? It was tailgating before. It was family time. It was time with your friends. It was it was the game. That's part of it. Yeah. It was after the game, continuing the party or whatever you're doing in the parking lot. And that, that's part. It's a the bonding experience, experience. Is Absolutely. really what people miss yeah. the most. Yeah. And so what I feel like what we try to do on the soccer podcast is talk about the experiences when Darren and I do drive down to the border, cross the border, take an Uber to Estadio Caliente, talk about. We talk about the taco stand we go to. We talk about right. the beers or drinks we get before going. We talk about the atmosphere. Yeah, I still we, haven't been we'll to a game down there. We'll talk about X's and O's. We'll get there. If you I already it. put my dibs in with Darren like a year ago saying I wanted to go with him. <laughs> so don't you dare try to get in front of me down there for a Cholos game for me. We'll make it I'll podcast night. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Podcast well, we did a podcast at a at a We can podcast yeah. in a taxi in yeah. TJ as amazing. we're going to the stadium. <laughs> but, yeah, that's like what Jordan's saying. Like, but we also want to describe for people who might not know, what's it like at Princess Pub? During a Liverpool match, dude, it's insane. So you know, the like chanting, like going yeah, on during right. the game. Yeah, and like, what is that community like? Yeah. There are a lot of people who don't understand that that is here and that happens every single weekend. Yeah, at Princess, at Shakespeare, at the Harp, at Bluefoot, and on and on it goes. So yeah. you know, it's also to to you know not try to be men and blazers, but to just talk about our love for the sport and how other people in San Diego are appreciating the sport. That's why the World Cup is, is it sucks that the U.S. isn't going to be in it, but there's still going to be tens of thousands, there's still going to be 10,000 people on 30th Street and North yeah, Park absolutely, for the final. Yeah. They're really, yeah. big screens. And, I heard that you guys talk about those big screens. And, and San Diego will be amongst the top five or ten cities in the United States, even, even if the ratings across the border yeah. down, yeah. San Diego will be in the top five or ten cities in the United States in terms of television viewership. Well, isn't it crazy how far soccer has become, too? Like, well, I'm, I'm the example because I wasn't... That's true. I didn't yeah. grow up like the two of you guys did. Yeah. You know, I've been a fan for less time than the two of you. So I, I always say when people go, oh, you know, that's garbage. Everybody says that the sport's arrived. Give me proof that, that the sport's really arriving. And I go... 
Yeah. Hello. Like, yeah. You're looking at them. Yeah. Like I'm I'm the guy who probably found value in knocking soccer when I started my radio career. And now I used to give you crap or, all the time. Or like <laughs> and I deserved it. And I understood it. Yeah. Like, and and I don't deny that that you know I did poke fun yeah. and there was value in that once upon a time there's not value in that anymore yeah even if you don't like soccer i tell radio hosts all the time even if you don't like it you know you should at least understand that your audience does yeah and there's more value in at least respecting it acknowledging respecting and not knocking it yeah. than knocking it totally. you know that like knocking soccer on on sports talk radio is a thing of the past it's not right. It's not it's reflective not sport, of what. So why what, are we talking about it? It's yeah. not reflective of where we are currently in 2018. Yeah. And there will yeah. be a certain group that will listen to it and like the shots at soccer because they're used to it. But there, I mean, there's a huge segment that would also be just turned off entirely. Like, really? Yeah, like, for sure. come on. Well, I think it's a huge testament to the podcast because I remember listening. I missed listening to the very first episode, and I remember texting Darren and saying, "Hey." Um, when you made that analogy from, I can't remember whichever Premier League teams you mentioned, and you made the Dodgers-Giants analogy or the Padres-Dodgers analogy, whatever it was, um, I was like, dude, keep doing that. Like, that helps me understand, <laughs> you know, like, make those analogies. Like, I want that. Yeah. And sure enough, I listened to the one you guys just did, and still, the, your most re- your first one and your most recent one, you were describing, you know, your three teams, which totally backfired for Jordan. But um, your three teams that, that you could see cheering for or that are ideas for people to possibly cheer for since the U.S. is out. And I do think it is pretty devastating. Like, I am, like, a classic example of, like, don't follow Premier League at all. Don't follow um, anything here locally. But when World Cup happens, I mean, you'd think that I was the most rabid fan in the history <laughs> of time. I'm dressed up an American flag from head to toe. I'm going nuts. I know all the players. I know their positions. I know their history. I mean, I get so into it. And with them out, I mean, it was a devastating blow. I really thought that especially, I mean, San Diego is already a huge market. But with the Chargers leaving, I thought, man, this is going to be huge for soccer. And them not the U.S. not being in it, I think, is a huge bummer. But I really did appreciate when you were making those suggestions. You're like, Argentina, Messi is the greatest player on the planet and he is carrying this team. He is LeBron James surrounded by a bunch of J.R. Smiths, or something along those lines is what you said, and I was like, oh my gosh, what a perfect analogy. And I don't even know anything about Argentina's team other than Messi is on it. And But I loved it because it helped me to be able to relate to it. And I was kind of shocked at the, like, the rivalry factor with Mexico and the U.S. Like, I thought for sure Mexico would be on both of your lists, and it was the last one, Jordan, that you mentioned. It was and the only team that I kept at the end. Right, which is still because up for debate, it sounds like. A little bit. And I know that it's like this weird emotional thing. Because, but you guys go down and watch games in Mexico all the time, but then you get the Mexico fans on Twitter chiming in about U.S. isn't in the World Cup, and you just want to hate them even more, and you're cheering for whoever they're playing. And so it's it's a very weird dynamic. And I'm, I don't know. I'm excited even as the very the most casual of soccer fans. For now, maybe I'll be like you and just completely transform, Darren. But I'm, ex- I'm pumped for the World Cup because I'm excited to see – who emerges? Who am I going to cheer for? What player am I going to fall in love with? Um, or who am I going to really dislike and want to cheer against? Like, it's like that anticipation is really fun for me. And I can imagine, as actual soccer fans, it's probably fun for you after you get over the heartbreak of the U.S. not being in. Who are you? I, have you decided on an approach for the World Cup? You, Rick. Rick? I, I haven't decided yet. Well, you got a I week. Know. I got a week. <laughs> I know. I know. So, it's coming up. I mean, I'm kind of hesitant to pick a team. And if you listen to the most recent podcast, I obviously talked myself out of every single team I brought up. <laughs> but, and 
I don't know if this is right, wrong, um, a unique way to approach it, but when I thought about the World Cup, like it never crossed my mind that the U.S. was going to win the World Cup this summer. It never crossed my mind. I was always excited for the World Cup because, again, to go back to what we talked about with the Chargers leaving, what do you miss the most? The experiences, right? So when I thought about the World Cup coming up this summer, the things I, didn't, the things I thought about were going to North Park, uh, doing a World Cup show, watching it with a group of friends, watching it with thousands of people in North Park as they close down streets and have a huge viewing party. That's kind of what came to my mind. Obviously, I want the United States in the World Cup, and I want a team to root for. And once you get past the fact that they're not in it, like there's, I'm still excited for the World Cup because I'm excited for the experience of it. Because you do only get it every four years. And I remember, yeah. I remember 2014. I don't know where you watched the World Cup in 2014. I don't know where you watched the final or any of the weeks leading up. But North Park was an absolute uh -huh. blast. I was there. Yep. Where, okay, yep. perfect. So you know uh -huh. exactly what I'm talking about. They it was closed down major streets, put up huge screens. People are drinking in the streets, uh -huh. up on the roofs. Like It's a huge party. It's a great experience yes. is what it is. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, it is, and I felt like North Park was, <laughs> oh, my gosh, we've got a lot of drinks. We've got These our are the uh, banana stands. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> this man. This is the Arrested Development Special. Oh, and a beer. I, a banana stand and a beer. Rick's still here. That's good. Yeah. Um, so the other the other thing that I I think is kind of cool about it, the, the community building aspect, is that, you know, once you get in one of those places, whether it's a viewing party, um, and it could be anywhere. I mean, I watched games in La Jolla. I watched games in PB. I know it didn't have 10,000 people in the streets in North Park, but it was everybody focused, like everybody cheering. And like, even if you, they're just, I get that if you went to the Princess Pub and you were cheering against whatever that's the home of, there would be like, what are you doing here? But like, it wasn't that way. If you were cheering, that means that you were probably from that country. You know, if you were cheering against the U.S. or for who, like, there, I just didn't feel like there was this, um, the passion was there, but like the hatred for the other guy wasn't there. And I like I appreciated that about the about the world. I like that people just know now way more about it. That if Argentina is playing Germany in the final as it did in 2014, it's not well. I mean, of course, there are people who don't know a damn thing about either one of those sides. But more and more people now are able to identify some players from each of the teams that are in the World Cup. You yeah, know, more and more people can say, okay. Germany's playing. This is a player yeah. who I know. You're going to be able to name more than Cristiano and Messi. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. What's your plan, Brady? What's like, my what? What your plan to watch the World Cup this summer? You know, um, I usually I have a group of buddies that are like hardcore soccer fans, and um, like I, I usually just kind of followed them, and I was like, hey, where where are we going? And like uh, John at Thunderhawk, um, who's the owner of Thunderhawk, he's one of the American Outlaws. He played college ball for Santa Clara, and and so like I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll go to Thunderhawk and watch a game. Maybe I'll like, but I want to be around people. I want to experience that that fun yeah. Um, yeah. that that brings. Man, we've got more tacos <laughs> coming. This is just amazing. Uh, thank you again, Corey. We yes, appreciate thank it. Thank you. Um, all right. So one thing I know we've probably been going for a while. I have no idea. I've never once in a hey, podcast checked the time. Just I apologize. We're just blowing through it. But Darren. <laughs> So one thing that we discussed when you came on the pod the last time, and I'll, and I'll do this out of, out of respect for whoever the guest is, just say like, hey, is anything off limits? And, um, and I, don't, I don't mean to speak on your behalf, but the way that I remember it, you kind of said like, and it was kind of in the midst of, you know, Cilio had just left the station and gone to the machine. And, and it was like, you know, and you just kind of casually said like, well, I don't want to talk about Cilio. Like, not because you weren't 
open to speaking about him, but because the if you talk about him, that gives him credibility or legitimacy or it gives him some sort of just acknowledgement of his existence that quite frankly, he doesn't even deserve. And so I respected that, I understood it, and I just, I left it alone. I didn't touch it because even though I thought it'd be a perfect topic, I left it alone because I knew that he was sort of, um, you know, starting to crawl under your skin and deeply embed himself. And, and then the very next day, you sent, <laughs> you murdered him. You murdered yeah. him on Twitter. Yeah. He was dead, and, and his Wikipedia page proved it. And it came out, and I, I mean, I don't know that, I, I don't know the final numbers. I doubt you do because you're not that vain. But it might have been the most liked, like, m- sports media member tweet in the history of San Diego. It made national like, news. It was amazing. A complete <laughs> evisceration of Cilio and his character. <laughs> and, and then once you started, you didn't let your foot off the gas, and you just kept going. And I got to know what in the world was going on in your head when that happened. I have an idea, but I want, like, what was, like, I, I hate using these stupid sayings, but what was the straw that broke the camel's back where you just said, that's it? Um, the gloves are off. Um, well, I think the straw that, that we had had a good week, and it was a Friday, so we bust the podcast on a Thursday. Yep. Yeah, we uh, Thursday, yep. And we had a good week, and I felt like we all went into our weekend feeling really good about ourselves as a show. And he had taken a couple of shots at me, a couple of subliminal shots at me, never by name, never tagging me or anything like that. And I was never involved in the actual tweet. And I had told him maybe a month beforehand, I sent him a text message and said, I, I, I don't want to go back and forth. Like, this is you this and Scott. Thing, this is not, not really me at all. I don't, I would prefer to be left out of it. And he said no uncertain uncertain terms he's like don't ever text me again ever okay fine and the nerve of this guy unbelievable (laughs) and so uh i said no problem dan no problem said i will leave it at that and so on a friday afternoon 6 30 7 o'clock somewhere in that range he's on one of these Ridiculous cocktail, right? I mean, it's amazing. Just, I just took my first sip of the banana. So it is so good. He's on one of these ridiculous Twitter tirades and says something derogatory about the station. No big deal. I don't care. Why? You know, I don't need to punch down anymore. Like, it's not important to me. But Marty and Jordan were tagged in a tweet, and he said, you know, something. They're all zeros or something like that. They're all nobodies in our business. I can deal with it. I deal with that stuff directly, even though I wasn't going to go back to texting him again. But as I said, we were going into our weekend feeling really, really good about the week that we had, and specifically for whatever happened on that Friday program. And it just got, it just was the straw that broke the back. Not that he said something about me, but that he includes Marty and Jordan into it. And I just said, you know, at some point, you have to say something. You know, at some point, you have to. It, it's not. It didn't get through to him for me to contact him directly and try to reason with him like an adult, like a 55-year-old man. So 
there is obviously nothing else I can do besides do this right now and put that tweet on him, you know, and, and not say, if that's the way you want to go, then this is what's happening. And everything I said, by the way, was 100% true. There is an office pool, <laughs> there was at least, about when he would get fired. Nobody in our building does miss him. Like everything I said was true. It wasn't, I'm going to be insulting, I'm going to say things that are, are not, like everything that I said in Your those tweets was were factual. They were factually based, they were factually correct. And, you know, it just sort of was, you know, you can only get pushed so far, you know, by a, a, a guy like that before you say, you know, I, I tried everything. I tried to reason with you. I, um, you know, reached out directly. And nothing seems, this is the only thing that appears like, like it might work. Yeah. You're going to start bullying that my coworkers. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of what pissed me off the most was that everybody I felt like should have the people who work on on our show specifically should have enjoyed their weekend without this guy doing that to start the weekends and again if it i don't i don't know how i would have responded if it was just directed at me but when it's their zeros or their nobodies or whatever his, his term was i just felt like they you know, we deserve to enjoy our weekend without this buffoon getting in our faces at six o'clock on some twitter rampage fueled by who knows what. Buffoon is absolutely my favorite word to describe Dan Cilio. Um, I, I, I think the it's not a perfect analogy, obviously, but it was, and, and this isn't an age joke, which I know they come all the time, Jordan, but it's the way that I protect my children. You know, like, this is my family. These are my kids. You take shots at me. Like, listen, on Twitter, we get it all the time. Like, Brady, you talk too much. Um, you know, or you know, and that's just from Rick. Yeah. That's just from me. <laughs> I don't know what other people say, but Rick tells me I talk too much. Um, but you know, we we take. I mean, obviously, you know much more than we do, but like we do get a fair amount of criticism. That's what you sign up for. Yeah, exactly. When you do something like this, if you want the the, the fun of it, like you got to know that there's going to be some negativity, um, and and people can attack me all they want, and I keep my family off of Twitter for the most part. Um, and that's very intentional. But if peop- someone were to attack my, my children in a sense, or ma- like that's where it's like, all right, not cool. And I feel like because you guys are a family on your show, that that reaction that you right. had. Right, and I know he was mostly talking about me, and I know that Marty can definitely handle herself on Twitter, <laughs> right? She does it, and she, <laughs> she may have actually had a tweet out back at him before I did. I just felt like it was... It just had had. There is nothing personally between him and me when he left. You know, I did the adult thing, wished him well, right. good luck, even if it was insincere, whatever. It's just you, just the way you are when you're a professional, and um, to have that, I, I just didn't want that. I, I didn't want that out there for an entire weekend of him going after us as a group. Right. without somebody saying something back. Now, was there, obviously when you sent the tweet out, there's no way you could have sat and thought, I wonder what sort of wave this is going to create. I wonder what, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you did. I didn't expect to be on Deadspin, I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, what was it like to see the reaction? And really, I mean, yes, the, the people piling on Cilio, that, that was probably expected, but... Really, it was it, it turned into almost an outpouring of love for you and your show, and people having your back 
and being like, this was the greatest thing we've ever seen. And I really think that it was a testament to your listeners um, and, and the amount of people on Twitter that, that do have your back. Like, was that something you expected? Was it? What was your reaction to sort of the outpouring that came, the Deadspin articles, the reactions on Twitter, the response? Well, I didn't do that for, I don't, I don't enjoy that. I don't do that for the public show of it all. I didn't quote tweet him. Is that the right way to say that? Yeah, you just responded. So I, I only... You replied to I him. I obviously knew that other people were going to see it besides yeah, him. Even though nobody had seen the text message that I had sent back and forth with him. Of trying to be civil prior to. And even after it didn't get civil. You know, and Jordan's seen that text message. But I didn't do it for the public display of it all. I did it just because I wanted him to know exactly... You know, how I felt in that moment, you know, just like I said, it, it was much more uh, a personal thing than it was a public thing. It just so happened that it happened in the public. I still don't know that it's the right thing to do. I yeah, I, I had friends of mine texting me from out of market, from people who used to live in San Diego and who now work for other baseball teams or work for. Uh, networks and universities saying oh gosh that was amazing you know i was like no actually that's pretty embarrassing (laughs) i'm not real proud of that like that's not something that i that's not my preference that sort of was me having my hand forced into that situation right yeah you You don't try to be a positive person there are a lot of people who like that stuff like i don't don't genuinely enjoy that i don't i don't know how much value there is in that as as nice as it is to see that people have your back and people sided with you in that situation it'd be but nice to see it without having to insult someone like i may that, have even said that to you because you may have texted me and and uh, but almost everybody who contacted me that night directly i mean yeah. off you did the view you of did. twitter you alluded i had to said hey i'm not like i'm not you know it's not really what i want to do it's not really what i want to be i don't know what the value in such a thing is so i don't know that there actually is any value to it but i would much prefer that he had just kept to himself on a Friday night and somehow looped me into that yeah. even if there was some sort of ancillary benefit to it in the eyes of some people who also think he's a total dickhead and and wanted to see him put in his place by somebody you know yeah. it's funny people I think like longtime San Diego sports fans will they'll tell you they remember where they were when Garvey hit the home run in 84 or when Gwynn hit the home run against the Yankees in 98 <laughs> I remember exactly where I was I was sitting in Bubs in PB and I got, my phone started blowing up, and I got multiple text messages from friends saying, are you watching this unfold? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I don't, I'm, I should be ashamed of myself that they can make a, a comment like that. Are you watching this? And I, sh- and I would automatically, they assumed that I would know what they meant, and I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, Darren just murdered Dan Cilio. Yeah, who changed the Wikipedia page? I suspect it's you. <laughs> You know what? I, I don't know if you can or cannot admit it. <laughs> nor did I, being a part of any Wikipedia shenanigans. However, maybe uh, maybe that was my favorite part of it all. Well, then yes, it was me. <laughs> that was my favorite part of all of it. Was the the changing Wikipedia bio uh, I, for about two weeks. Ah, uh, yes, I did uh, possibly have a hand in that. Um, hey, we want to be respectful of your time because we the Zero Chance Podcast still has to go dominate the unnamed soccer podcast in bowling. Um, oh, it's a podcast challenge. Oh, it's absolutely a podcast challenge. I did not challenge. realize that. Oh, now you know. So can we, get, can we get some predictions? What do you guys think is going to go down in bowling? 
Well, what's we know the, none of us, of course, know anything about Arvin. Darren, do you know anything about Jordan Bowling or vice versa? I believe he's a lefty. Okay, That's what does that mean? You're southpaw, so you gutter balls and gutter ball. Yes, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say I'm throwing a lot of gutter balls just to downplay. Downplay it, okay. Myself. Rick, what do you think? See, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I feel like Darren's he's the type that like holds it he's in his sleeper, arm yeah. and like has right. a little spin and Who everything. Who spins it here? His Who favorite movie is bowling ball. Anyone? I have the ability to spin or go straight. It's a tough one because the spin. <laughs> wow. Okay. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> so the spin, I, I feel like the accuracy is a little bit better, but it's a softer throw. It's like a curveball versus a fastball. Fastball, if I throw down the pipe, that sucker with there's so much power behind it, it'll just blow all the other pins up, even if I don't hit it correctly. So like Fred Flintstone, you just yes. all the pins turn oh. into dust. Oh. Yeah. Twinkle toes. Yeah. Going what down about the, you, Rick? <laughs> you a spinner? I'm not. Or you go straight. <laughs> I go straight. Okay. Every time. Alright. Well, I'm like, a big fan I, of the I goalie know, for Liverpool. I know so. my no? Are those uh, regulation lanes? Uh, I yeah. think so. There's eight lanes here. I, 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 I didn't um, bring my shoes or my ball. Have we given enough? Yeah, are these things regulation size or what? I know. <laughs> they do. They have a shoe place and everything. I wore Chuck I Taylor's. Know. I don't know if you guys have, but uh, I think we need to get some bowling shoes on. Um, have we given enough credit to this place? I mean, Punchbowl Social opening uh, downtown on the corner of E and 15th um, Friday, or sorry, Saturday, Saturday the yeah. 9th. Yeah, Western correct? Settings, the band is going to be playing before uh, for like the VIP. Band, yeah. 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 Thank you. you. Know. Hey. Um, these drinks, the food, I mean, I, I just, I can't possibly speak higher of everything that's here. This that's is fried really, chicken, by the way. I haven't. That is legit. I know this is going to shock you, but I was talking. Doesn't, doesn't taste gluten free at all. All right. Well, that feels like a, a plus gluten for me. Yeah. Um, hey, should we? Hey, Emily, can you come over here? Um, I want to say thank you to, to Emily and to Jody. Can you guys um, give them their mics real quick? Um, guys, we just want to say thank you so much for having us. We're just wrapping up the pod right now. Um, Emily, can you introduce yourself and kind of um, talk a little bit about um, you know what's going to happen here? And then, Jody, if you can finish after and just kind of introduce yourself and your role here and, and what people can expect on Saturday, June 9th, here on the corner of E and 15th. Did I nail it? Yeah. Nailed it. So uh, nailed it. Tell me, tell me a little yeah. bit about this place and why you guys were so amazing to bring us here. Yeah, I mean, we just wanted to invite uh, some really cool guys out here to talk, you know, about what you guys talk about, but then also come experience Punchbowl Social before it opens. Uh, we have a grand opening party on Saturday, and ticketed sales are twenty dollars, and a hundred percent of the proceeds go to the Amelia Nares Foundation. Which all is awesome. charity, all charity. Yeah, so you're making a donation for food, drinks, and some games, and a good time. Amazing, Jody. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for coming and doing this. This is a blast for us to sit and watch. <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed all the amazing food. I'm super stoked that you guys were able to experience so many different options. Um, this, these are a lot of new menu options for us that we're actually debuting in San Diego. So. Thank you for taste testing and being our taste testers. Well, Never as has well a as thank you been had less merit behind it. I mean, <laughs> we are stuffing our faces and drinking. And lots uh, of good drinks and food and our craft beverages. And so we're really excited. Um, we're really excited for Saturday with the grand opening. Um, as Emily had said, we, it's a 100% donation to ENF. And we will be giving you, we will be sampling out our entire menu. 
food menu um, throughout the entire building. All the games are free and all of our craft beverages are um, available as well. So all the games, you know, the bowling, the ping pong, the foosball, the, I mean, everything. Private darts, karaoke. Yeah, private karaoke, you know my jam. Um, <laughs> private karaoke rooms here. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's multiple. For those that love there. karaoke, yeah. just not yeah. in front there's, of other people. furry pillows. Rock I have no idea that was a thing. face off with the door closed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's two hours for 20 bucks, two hours straight. Now you can stay after, but during yeah. that two hours, it's like all you can drink. Um, Game on. All you can eat and just go crazy and yep. the grand opening and it's 100 percent for charity so yes. you can and feel good about what you're giving local, we'll have live music by local punk legends they're amazing western settings they're yeah, incredible Rick was already pimping them, which is great yeah they're super rad i'm super stoked they're uh that's my jam all right yeah, that's that's, that's my jam. he's using my words i love it um thank you guys so much for having us thank you it for has coming. been an absolute blast we're gonna go bowl right now um, would you guys like to take a guess? It's going to be the Zero Chance Pod, Rick and I, against the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, Jordan and Darren. Yes. Um, you guys want to like make any bets on who you think is going to take down each other in bowling? Soccer Pod guys have to use their feet, just so uh. you know. <laughs> I'm going they're, Soccer Pod. Yeah, they're going to break Smart. all of their metatarsals. Metatarsals? <laughs> I think that's right. I think I nailed that. Have another drink, Brady. Um, I guess you guys it. are the hometown team. I'll root for you guys. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> Rooting for the zero chance pod. Um, thank you guys. Thank you for listening this week. Jordan, Darren, you guys. I mean, what an incredible yes. time. What an incredible guest. Thank you for joining thank you us. so much. Um, apparently, all we have to do is just give you a lot of food and booze, and you're in. Yeah. So maybe this is a new podcast. There's going to be four of us now <laughs> <laughs> next week. All right, guys. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll catch up next week on the zero chance pod. Peace. Girl, I gotta leave, please don't cry When I come back, you know the limit's the sky I take you out to dinner to your favorite spot Feed you an aphrodisiac just to get you high Drive by movies, by a cemetery If my corpse can talk, then I would tell you I was sorry Lifestyles of the rich and famous Some die with the name, some die nameless Every time I make a run Girl, you turn around and cry I ask myself why, oh why See you must understand I can't work a night to five So I'll be gone till November Said I'll be gone till November I'll be gone till November You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November I'll be gone till November I'll be gone till November You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November January, February, March, April, May I see you crying, but girl, I can't stay. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You'll give a kiss to my mother. To my mother. We had none. I had to do some, so I'm knocking on heaven's door like I'm Bob Dylan. Never contemplating the charges I'm facing. My newborn son, I hope I see his graduation. Take him to the movies by the cemetery. If my corpse can talk, then I will tell him I was sorry. Lifestyles of the rich and famous Some die with the name, some die nameless Every time I make a run